Welcome to the NBA Hangout presented by Playbook Sports. I'm your host, Brandon. With me, as always, is Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a great week in basketball. Some stuff going on. We have stuff to talk about. The second round of all-star voting came around, so we could talk about what we think our starters will be, as well as maybe some potential all-stars. Um, coach of the year odds are out there, and we're getting halfway through the year, so we can look at like who we think can can make that leap into getting a coach of the year award. And as always, while trade season is still around, we can talk about some trades. So how was how was your week in basketball? Watch anything uh, exciting this week? Um, I don't know. It depends if you like blowouts, I guess, right? Like <laughs> it's blowout week for sure. Yeah, for me, those are kind of hard to watch. I like yeah, I like yeah. tight games. Um, you know, the last trade has been really fun, right? The uh, I believe the Knicks are five and one or still undefeated. Uh, they, they dropped one. They dropped yeah, one. so five yeah. and one. So they've been really good. Um, the Raptors have stumbled a little bit lately, but they look a lot more like a team that makes sense. So yeah, it's they make really more fun. sense now. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, just a lot of a lot of just kind of grinding towards the next big thing. Want to know more trades? Want to want to know who our all stars are and uh, see how it defines the rest of the year. Yeah, it's uh, for sure. Like, and then as you say, the next big thing here, I think, is the the all star all star stuff. So, we can take a look. We can take a look at that right now. So, uh, in the second round of voting, we did get some clarity of what might be um, our starters. So, in the front court for the East, we have Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum as your first three front court players and then Tyrese Halliburton and Trey Young as your as your guards there. Um, and to fill out the list, so uh, slots four through ten for the front court, you have Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brown, uh, Christos Przingis, Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, Paolo Bancaro, and Macau Bridges. And for the guards filling out three through ten, you have Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Tyrese Maxey, Jalen Brunson, Derek White, LaMelo Ball, Drew Holiday, and Damar DeRozan. Anything stand out to you over there in the voting? Uh, this is just a fan vote, so we'll have much more clarity once the, all the fan votes are done, and then we get like the media and, and all of that going. Um, not, not too much stands out. It kind of reinforces the first vote. Um, basically doubles down on that and as a as a raptors fan like the one thing we notice is like oh where's our scotty barnes well we didn't vote for him we, uh <laughs> raptors fans so you know we need to vote for him if you want to see him on a list like this and kind of shows that it's kind of unfortunate but when when a team is not at its best a fan base does disengage a little bit it does. It does. Like yeah. uh, you, that's generally reflected. Like a lot of these guys are on the top, are on the top of each of their conferences. And as we move on to the Western Conference, we have LeBron. So the front court, uh, we have LeBron at one, Jokic at two, Durant at three, Anthony Davis at four, Kawhi at five, Shangun at six, Paul George at seven, Victor Wembanyama at eight. Chet Holgram at nine and Carl Anthony Towns at ten. And for the guards, we have Luca, Steph, Shea, James Harden, Kyrie, Anthony Edwards, John Morant at seven, which uh, I guess he's not going to be there. Um, Darian Fox at eight, nine we have Booker, and at ten we have Clay Thompson. I guess the Golden State 
fan base is still strong for them. <laughs> oh yeah. Anything there. Yeah. Yeah. Golden state is like people, I think people wonder what's going to be, what's going to be made of golden state after the Steph and, and clay and, and green era. And like when they all retire, but it's still like San Francisco. They just got a new arena. Um, it's going to be a place that like people want to go play. Like I think golden state is now here to stay as a premier organization and a yeah. premier place for free agent talent. Yeah. They've invested, they've invested to to make sure that they are in that situation that they're talked about kind of in the same vein as a Boston, as a LA, as a New York, as a Miami, they, they, they're definitely going to be in that premium spot now. And it'll just be, Absolutely. Interesting, to, it'll just be interesting to see how they, they pivot into their next iteration of the team. Cause Recently hasn't been looking too good. And it sounded like Steph gave his uh he gave his um blessing to fully kind of revamp the team. He said everyone yeah. seems to be on the table except for him. So um it'll be interesting to see if they can field a competitive uh team again. Um looking at both these lists though, for the East and for the West, there is the potential for some first time all stars. So is there any there that you think might make the cut? Let's start with the the West uh for now. Um, yeah, so here in the West, like, I, I think, I think that Wemby and Chet will make the cut. Like, I think, I think Wemby definitely will. I think Chet, uh, Chet's, Chet's more of a player for us sickos, but like Wemby, Wemby's on every ESPN broadcast. Uh, yeah. Edwards has made it before, right? Ants made it. Yeah, yeah, I think he made he yeah. made it uh, last year. Uh, let me let me double check that as you as you <laughs> as you talk about that because that's right. Yeah. We were surprised earlier by somebody in the yeah. east. <laughs> so, um, Shangun also like if he makes it, very deserving and another first timer. These bigs, man, like these these bigs out in the west and uh, these new modern bigs, like. It took it took the NBA a while to like figure out what they needed from a big man, but they're delivering. Yeah, no, they they definitely are, and and did make it last year, so that was his first. Okay, yeah, his first. Um, I guess he just didn't play much. I don't remember much of him in in the All Star game, but um, yeah, the bigs now have been a focal point for a lot of these top teams. You seem to need a big that can at least be an offensive hub in some in some sort, like Jokic, even Anthony Davis at times. Sangoon, oh, Sangoon's yeah. definitely a hub there. Wembenyama's turning into that. He's still, you know, he doesn't really have the team to kind of back him in that way, but he's he's, he's eventually that will be his spot. And even um, a guy like Cat, like he's used to being a playmaker, being an offensive hub for. Minnesota, and if you even look on the East, you have Joel Embiid, you have Batman the Bio. All those guys are still, you know, prolific like playmaking bigs who can kind of find a way to get their own, but also get their their teammates involved. Yeah, it's uh, it's really fun. And I remember just like a few years ago, they were talking about like, you know, is the big man done in the NBA? And they've just redefined what they need and who they are and how they're going to play. And it's back to being a big man league. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they eliminated like the post-ups. Like you don't see as many post-ups, but they found more efficient ways to work off of that. I think with even like golden state, um, doing a lot of like that po- post split stuff with Draymond, they found it, it opened up the idea to different ways to play a big, like he didn't have to have him with his back towards the basket for him to no. be effective. Um, he doesn't have to just be rolling. There's, there's many different, um, roles that you could you can find which is yeah very 
very nice to see. Um, I think for me, like out here in the West, yeah, Wemby's a good one. Um, it is shocking that, you know, the people have voted more for Shengun over Wembenyama at this point, but I could see, I could see why, like they have the success. They, they Shengun is a, has played extremely well. Like he definitely, mm. as you said, does deserve it if he does end up making it. Um, I find it hard to see, to see any of these guys making their first time, their first trip to the, to the all-star game with how, with how loaded the forwards are right now. Cause you, they would probably have to beat out one of like a Paul George, Carl Anthony Towns, Kawhi Leonard, like Anthony Davis. Those are all guys who are still going to be in that, in that mix there. And then when you factor in the guards that still have to, still have to make it as well, like Kyrie, like is, is looking, or, um, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Kyrie, I forget he's on Dallas sometimes. Kyrie, Anthony Edwards, um, even a Darian Fox and Devin Booker. Um, those are all guys who would have something to say about being being an all-star as well. So it'll be interesting to see if one of the guys that you mentioned do make it because they definitely have a case. They for sure have a case. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if they get it over more um, veteran guys who have kind of paid their dues in the years prior. Welcome to our newest sponsor at Playbook Sports, and that is Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a fast-growing daily fantasy sports platform with a specific focus on player prop parlays. When signing up, you immediately receive $5 free on Playbook. They offer weekly free-to-play contests where you can compete and track your picks against other users, paid contests where users can deposit their own money and enter contests to win up to 75 times their money per entry, as well as play your normal daily fantasy sports. Each first-time depositor is given a first-time deposit match of up to $100 when you use code PLAYBOOK. That is code PLAYBOOK. Moving on to the East, um, first-year guys that we can see here, I think, um, from just from this list, at least uh, Jalen Brunson would be a first-time, which is... <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's who shocked us earlier. Like, like You told me Brunson was a first-timer, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and he's. I think we could both safely say right now that he should and will be in the All Star game this year with oh, how yeah. he's been playing and how New York has been in general, especially after that OG trade. Um, and uh, Maxi also hasn't made an All Star team. Um, he's another one that can make it. Um, I think has a strong case as well with with Philly being up there. Um, and another sneaky one would be Paolo Banquero, um, second year, but he's still he's providing a lot for a Magic team who's. Uh, performing above expectations. They slipped a little bit in this last couple of years, but um, no reason why he shouldn't get some consideration as well for the way that he's been playing as up to his game. Absolutely. Actually, a big fan of Paolo. Like, big fan of Paolo and almost to the point where I almost don't think we talk about him enough. Um, yeah. He's really good. And mm-hmm. he's a second-year player getting better. Like, he got better this year, which is really hard for a second year player. Normally they like plateau and take a year to like figure out, okay, what's my next step. step he just yeah. keeps getting better and he yeah. keeps getting bigger and more confident. And that team is getting quicker and better and more confident. And when they make the moves that make it a more balanced team, like when they get shooting. Yeah. Um, and he like, yeah, he goes in to like the paint and kicks it out. He's going to get a lot more assists and yeah, they're going to get yeah. a lot more wins. 
Yeah, and he's been like getting near triple doubles like these last couple of weeks as it is without like those those shooters yeah. on his on his roster. Just kind of crazy thing about his his creation uh, as an offensive hub. Another one of these kind of big men who can play as a hub um, has been really tremendous. And even coming into the league, the one thing I kind of underrated about him is his, is his foul drawing. Like he he's a guy that gets to the foul line a lot. And like as a rookie, yeah. that was that was hard. That's hard to do. And he did it last year. And he's and I was skeptical if he can keep that up this year. And he's more than more than uh kept it up it's been it's been a joy to kind of see someone embellish uh getting to the line as that much because it is something that once the game slows down is very important to kind of control the pace and control possessions and all that all that type of stuff we'd like to introduce you to our new sponsor here at the playbook sports network and that is betalytics betalytics is a predictive sports betting software for player and game props whether you're new to betting or a seasoned vet, Betalytics will help you win more single bets and parlays and take back the advantage from the sports books. Visit betalytics.com, that's B E T A L Y T I C S.com to sign up. And when you do, use code PLAYBOOK for 25% off. For me, I have in the East Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Tyrese Halliburton, and Donovan Mitchell. Those would be my starters if we were to roll out the start the All Star game today for the East. And for David, we have Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Damian Lillard, and Tyrese Maxey. So a little bit of a split on the guards there. Um, so let's let me let, let's hear your case for for Damian Maxey in the backcourt there. Okay, yeah. So so first of all, like Dame's a little bit of a. I kind of feel like in a way the NBA should kind of influence maybe who starts a little bit. And this is like, this is a make good for Dame. He spent so much time in the West and just blocked by amazing guards while being an amazing guard. So this is just, Hey, Dame Lillard, you're amazing. You should start an NBA all-star game in your career. Let's go. And uh, Maxi, Maxi to me is just, he's an exciting young player. I believe he's going to win uh, most improved this year. And uh, I think that when it comes down to like coaches and NBA, like personnel voting on this, like Maxi's a, a guy that you game plan for. And I think that's going to carry weight. Right. So. Yeah. Coaches would definitely respect him in yeah. that, in that sense. Um, like for sure. Um I, I went slightly different, yeah. So I had um, Halliburton and I had um, Donovan Mitchell uh, there. Oh, just to your just to your Dame point too, like yeah, it was hard. It's hard for him to make it all <laughs> starter when you have like Steph playing at like the peak of his powers yeah. and James Harden playing at the peak of his powers, kind of going back and forth through MVPs. And he had Russ over there uh, sneaking in MVP awards, and so it was been it's been a tough road for Dame to get the starting position. And I almost myself like it was almost as shocking as the Brunson not being an All Star. I was just as shocked to. To realize he's that he not hasn't really started an game, no. Third game, game before, so that is some news to me. Um, but yeah, as we as we look at my list as as um, with um, Donovan and, and Tyrese, I thought Ty, I think Tyrese has been 
probably the best just point guard, pure point guard in the yeah. NBA this year. I think with his run in the in-season tournament, I know they cooled down a bit afterwards. They had a bit of that um, in-season tournament hangover, but he's picked it back up. He had a stretch there where he was averaging damn near 20 assists per game. So I think he's he's kind of earned it this year. He's kind of put Indiana on the map. It, the game is in Indiana, so I think that can give him a little bit of a, a bump just to bring some excitement to a, a, a smaller of the markets there. And with Donovan Mitchell... I, I went back and forth with Mitchell and Dame. Like I really did want to put Dame in that starter position. And now that I know that he hasn't been a starter, maybe I put him back <laughs> there. Um, but th- with Donovan, um, they lost Garland and they lost Mobley for a significant portion of the year so far. And, and they're, they're going to be without them for a little while longer. And Cleveland stayed afloat. Like Cleveland still, as, as we record this, a top six or in, in that mesh for the top uh, four to... Um, Eight, where everyone just kind of has the same record there. And honestly, once that injury to Garland and once that injury to Mobley happened, I thought they'll be dropping all the way down. And I was almost thinking that they might be, you know, have to move on for Donovan. But with the way that they've been playing and the way that he's been playing in general, just to keep them afloat, I think that kind of garners him an all-star starting uh, selection. Uh, and I like them both, right? And this is from one of the fun parts about yeah, like, yeah. Uh, all-star selections is there's really no wrong answer. Um, with yeah. with Halliburton, you're 100% correct. It's just I feel like a bit of the shines off of him this season. The, the Indiana's downturn since the in-season tournament and getting hurt. Honestly, like he's just not playing yeah. right now. Yeah, that's um, that's why I gave it to the other Tyrese. Um, but then like you talk about uh, you talked about Mitchell there and he just showed out in Paris as well. Like he was a big part of that whole presentation and it was like, yeah, Hey, don't forget yeah. about Donovan Mitchell. Like this guy's awesome. And he's come over here and he's put on a yeah. show for the international audience. And yeah, he's a great ambassador. Absolutely. Of the NBA. Like, he, he just, I like yeah, it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to change my yeah, vote, yeah. but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep it, keep yours, keep, keep yours. And then moving on into the West. Uh, so you have Luka, Shea, Jokic, Wembenyama, and LeBron as your starters. Um, and I have Luka, Shea, Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron as my starters. So the only difference there really is is Victor and um, Kawhi. So let's hear the the Victor. So much like Dame, I kind of think that like the NBA kind of should just like juice some things sometimes. And uh, this is just giving people what they want, right? This is just let's get this kid in here. Like we have the face of the franchise, LeBron James. Well, he's gonna he's gonna probably pass it off to this kid. Um, and let's just get it started early. Everybody wants to see him. We love his like one foot off the ground slam dunks. Um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) he can do so much. He's so interesting. He's, he's a good interview. Uh, and he's putting up numbers and he deserves to be there. Yeah. He's putting so like, I just felt when it came to the West that, there were three guys that were unquestionable and then two guys where you make cases and I'm making the case for Victor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think LeBron goes cause I think it's really impressive what he's doing at his age. I'm younger than him and I shoveled snow today <laughs> and like my entire body hurts. 
And like he plays 82 (laughs) games and they don't give him much of a team sometimes. (laughs) And like (laughs) a lot of the time, he's amazing. And this is now part of on top of his numbers and on top of like him being the face of the franchise, just the longevity is a new thing where I give him extra credit now. He's getting extra credit because he's still there. (laughs) Yeah, no, I and the LeBron to the LeBron point, yeah, I I I agree. Like I have him in my on my starters as well because what he's doing at this age is just insane. He is somehow still one of the faces of the NBA and he's not giving that up this year and it doesn't look like he's giving it up in the next two years either. It looks like he'll want to keep that for as, as long, long as, as he's can, in as as the NBA, he will be a face of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think he deserves that starter spot. Like there were some guys I thought over him, like KD, of course, you know, can can make the case. Now the Wembenyama thing is interesting because I, the game is for the people, and he is one of the most exciting players right now in the NBA, which is crazy to say as a rookie. But anytime the Spurs have a game, you're you're bound to have some type of highlight that you just haven't seen before, and I think. To showcase that on the stage, like the NBA All Star Game, would be that would be the place for somebody, someone like Wembenyama. Like, now I'm not sure if he's gonna make the All Star team, but if he is to make the All Star team, I think it is something that that would be, um, it would be, it be justifiable for sure. Like I can see it well, happening, and it's something that the All Star Game. Well, would, and would like, yeah. he's playing on one of the worst teams in the league. What does he look like when he <laughs> plays with? four of the best players in the league, right? Yeah, it's it's got to be fun. It's going to be fun. Like if, with him and like LeBron, is, for example, like just the thing that they would do together just on the court for even like two minutes would be worth it. It would be howls. Yeah, you'd um, just be, you'd be in stitches. Yeah. It would be a good time. And correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I don't think the starters, uh, the, uh, the all-star starters affect the bonus structures does it is it just making the game or is it starting the game i think i think it's yeah. making the game but i, I i'm not 100 percent. but I, i'm pretty sure it's just making the game so it doesn't really matter where if in which case give us Wemby. like let's have some fun right <laughs> the kid's gonna earn a filthy mil- the- mint in his career other guys are trying to get the bag we get it but like if it doesn't mean much to anybody's wallet then let's uh let's sell some tickets <laughs> let's see it happen and the last thing on Wemby before i move on to like why i think Kawhi would be would be there is um with Wembenyama as well like he's playing limited minutes and he's doing having yeah. these outrageous like numbers like he had a triple double the other night in like 25 minutes like he's not playing like real real minutes yet because his team isn't great and they're not going to they're not going to burn him out in his first year as a rookie they're still trying to you know preserve him for as long as they can yeah. which they should um, but it is crazy to see that like he's putting up these insane numbers, still making the case to be rookie of the year, making a strong case to be rookie of the year. It's pretty much a two man race between him and Chet. Um, but it's it's crazy to see. It's great. It's great to see, and and he is someone that should be hovering around that that all star that all star name. Now, for me, Kawhi would be the guy I start, which is. I don't think myself would have been saying this last year as well with the way that his injuries have been in the past, but he's been relatively healthy this year. He hasn't missed many games, maybe three at the most um, this year. And when he's been playing, he's been playing like an MVP player. And I think for Kawhi, we don't get this often. We don't, we don't get Kawhi healthy for this long and playing this well for this often. I think it might be 
the time to kind of reward him and kind of the Clippers in general for for um for the, for his play. Um, he is a top five talent when he is healthy on the court. He is a two way player that we don't have many of those anymore who who can play both ends at that elite level. He's dipped a bit, but his deals and stuff has been right back up this year. So I think Kawhi can get that can get that uh, starting spot this year, and then maybe maybe when well, like the numbers <laughs> don't lie when it comes to Kawhi, absolutely, and everything you say is one hundred percent true. Like when he's like healthy and playing, he is a top five player in this league. Um, but like, it's also Kawhi, and I just like I want him to be healthy all year. And I feel like if we look at him too much, he's gonna break, right? <laughs> so like, yeah. you know, we just kind of ignore him, let him do his thing, and then at the end of the year, he has the best numbers in the league, and we go, oh, okay, well, um, he won MVP. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Kawhi would probably like it that way too. It's kind of like a Jimmy. Who they, I don't think these guys really necessarily care as much to make an all star nah. all star team. Um, I think they're fine taking the extra <laughs> vacation, and resting up, <laughs> and all that type of stuff, staying away from too much of the festivities. So, I think Kawhi would probably even agree with you. Like, just ignore me until <laughs> until it's playoff time, and then I'll I'll really show you guys yeah. who I am. Um, anything else on the all stars before we move on to? Um, of the just year? have you seen the jerseys? I have not. They've come, they out, come out. Um, I believe. I, I hope I saw the official jerseys. But uh, they've got pinstripes, a little nod to like old uh, Pacers uniforms. And oh, yeah, sweet. they just they just like look good. Um, if I'm if I saw the right jerseys and not a fan mock up. <laughs> no, there was a leak. There right. was a leak. So let's. Oh yes, I, yeah. These, these are, nice. are yeah, good like all star jerseys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these are solid. These are solid. I like the. I, I'm a sucker for pinstripes in general, and having some stars on the side like that's that's and nice. like, like the I, tan I like trim um, and like lettering and stuff like they just they just work. They're handsome, right? Unlike yeah, yeah, a lot great. of the in season tournament jerseys. Yeah, see, this is where we should be. Like, if this is any indication of where we're going, I, I like it. Like make these right like, like that. Like, yeah, get this. As the, that would be nice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these are these are sweet. It has like a little retro feel to it too. Yeah, the Indiana. Yeah, yeah, I like I like it. I like it. Welcome to our newest sponsor at Playbook Sports, and that is Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a fast-growing daily fantasy sports platform with a specific focus on player prop parlays. When signing up, you immediately receive five dollars free on Playbook. They offer weekly free-to-play contests where you can compete and track your picks against other users. Paid contests where users can deposit their own money and enter contests to win up to 75 times their money per entry, as well as play your normal daily fantasy sports. Each first-time depositor is given a first-time deposit match of up to $100 when you use code PLAYBOOK. That is code PLAYBOOK. So moving on to Coach of the Year. Um, So we have some odds as we like to go to. These ones are from FanDuel. So... The odds go as follows, starting with Mark Dagnall at the top, so he's a favorite to win Coach of the Year, followed by Chris Finch, Joel Mazzula, Rick Carlisle, Jamal Mosley, Tyron Liu, Nick Nurse, Ime Adoka, and Will Hardy. Fill out your ballot there. Um, I'll let you start first. Anything that's, that stands out to you, anything different, any coaches you would put in and take out, um, what do you think of it? Coach of the Year is a weird one, right? Because, like... You know, you have you have guys like Mark Daniel here who 
he's grown with his team. His team is getting good. So he's getting recognized. He's been a good coach for a very long time. And it's kind of like Chris Finch, who's next up, right? Uh, the Timberwolves are playing really well this year. So he's getting recognized. But he's been a good coach uh, for a few years now. Missoula, you know, um, great, great team. Yeah, what does that mean great. for him as like a coach? It's hard to say, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's the same with like Nick Nurse down there and Ty Lu. Um you know, coach of the year is always a tough one. I think it's really kind of who's buzzy, who's hot, who's been rising, in which case I do think FanDuel has this correct. And also FanDuel, reach out. We'd love uh, Playbook <laughs> would obviously love some money. Um, but uh, FanDuel, I think, does have this right. I think Mark Dagno will be our coach of the year. I think it'll probably go that way as well. I would probably make some... Like, I personally... I know I have a little slanted view of things when it comes to these things, but a guy like, like Eric Spoelstra hasn't won Coach of the Year. He's not all. even on this list, which He's is not crazy. even on the list, which is insanity <laughs> to me. For one reason, is Miami's a top five seed right now um, as we yeah. record this. I think they're fifth as we record this. They've used the most starting lineups in the NBA. Like they have had to switch lineups virtually, like almost game, almost. Do every they game have the even injury. a real starting point guard? I, like, they've got guys who start, but do they, they have a starting start, point guard? <laughs> they got guys who start at point guard. It, it, it would be what you feel of Kyle Lowry at this stage of, of his career. I and love I Kyle, but I think he's I, a great backup. Yeah, at this stage of his career, I would agree with you. I think he's a backup point guard. He's not a starting point guard at all right yeah. now. And and he's old. He's getting injured all the time, too. And it's it's he's slowing he's down. He's smart. He's shifty. He's smart. He can, like... He can like school a bunch of bench players real well, show up in the lane, take a charge. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. he can be a better, he can be more Kyle Lowry against a bunch of bench players versus yeah. a bunch of starters right now. Yeah. So he's a really good backup. And like yeah. his game came from being smart and, and yeah. knowing how to affect the game despite being six feet tall. <laughs> and playing basketball, right? Yeah, and he's yeah, and I think that's hundred percent right. Which is which is why I'll give uh, Coach Spostra, who just got his crazy extension for over, I think it was over well earned, well, well, well earned. earned. Good on you, Spol. You ask any of the, anybody like around the NBA, they all will say Spostra's the the best coach in the league, and he hasn't been rewarded for that. And I think in a year where it's kind of unclear who is the best, who, like who do, is deserving of this award, I think it's a great year for him to sneak in and get it. Like you said with Mark Dagnall, who I do I do like really like respect, and I do really uh, appreciate the way that he's gone about his business with OKC. I think he's built them up the right way, similar to like Chris Finch. Um, I think this is the year that that Spoelstra should get that credit for that award um, because we know he's a great coach. He hasn't gotten the award, and sometimes these things come down to a legacy award, anyways. Um, yeah, so that would be so, that would be my my pitch for for both. Yeah, so. I feel like Spoelstra he's got the he's got the pops problem where he's so good, he's so recognized um, that like. It's not just his team overperforming with a bunch of hardships. He will get recognized for coach of the year when his team dominates a season. Yeah. When the Heat score, you know, 60 plus wins, he's getting coach of the year. Yeah, yeah it's getting it automatically. 48 and like overperform expectations. Nobody's going to look at him. 
This, yeah, they're going to be like, like, this is what he's supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. Similar to like an MVP award where like your star player, if your star player only brings you to the like the seventh seat or something like that, 48 wins close to 50, they'll be like, you had a really good season. You're an all NBA talent, but um, we're not giving you the, the MVP award. Luka Doncic. Um, yeah, Luka, <laughs> Luka Doncic, which is, which is, yeah, just right. Um, but outside of that, um, I do think even a guy like Ime should be a little bit higher. I'd probably even swap Ime with Joe Manzula. Um, no, just because yeah. going going into the year, there's no way that I thought the Rockets would be this good, and they're they're sort of fly, they're in the playing race as we speak right now, and they could even make a run further if they can um, get back on track as they were earlier in the season. Um, yeah, I think that that'll be my main one. I think Jamal Mosley as well can probably. I think as the season goes on, Jamal Mosley will probably go down on the list. Rick Carlisle, I think, is properly where he should be. Like uh, Indiana has been playing some really good basketball, especially on the offensive end. He hasn't been able to get them clicking on the defensive end, but I think that will come in due time because he's a defensive-minded coach. So a lot of these, a lot of these awards, like I believe all these awards, are based off of the regular season. Like this will be a regular season Coach of the Year award, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a regular season MVP and we have a playoffs MVP. And to me, like, I don't think you need like a playoffs coach of the year, but I believe coach of the year, for example, should take into account the playoffs. I don't think it's something that should Mm. be necessarily voted on until you see how your team does. Like I look at that list and I look at Nick nurse and the 76ers. And I think Nick nurse is doing a really good job over there. Not yeah. a lot of people are talking about him. Yeah. Um, like he's got Embiid playing better and Embiid was the MVP last year. Yeah. You know, that's a big thing. Tyrese Maxey yeah. could be he's an all-star ready. starter, right? Like he's in the conversation or at least I put him in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, so like, I think a lot of good work is happening for the 76ers and much like much like you were talking about Spo, like I think he would get better credit if you took into account the playoffs as well and the playoff success because, right. you know, he steps it up. His team steps it up in the playoffs. Why doesn't that get any credit? credit for it. No. Yeah. And I agree with that. Like if they were to. Uh, that'd be interesting, though. I would wonder how they would do it. Like they would just—I mean, you could just hold off all the. You awards just hold, after the, hold the yeah. voting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until after the right? playoffs. Like, do think, we need I, to know who the regular season MVP is? Like in the middle of the first round. No, I don't think like, in the, and you can reward them the next year anyway. Yeah, like like they do with the ring ceremony, something like yeah. that. You could you can in front of the home crowd. Um, you can do all that fun stuff too. Um, that that'd be interesting though. I would like to see like because the playoffs do really define who you are as a coach. Like that's where you get to see in a series what you can really do, what adjustments you can make, what adjustments you don't make. That's where a lot of the criticisms for a guy like uh, Bodenhoser, Coach Bud, before would come yeah. into play. It's like during the season we knew he was fine, but then once the once the playoffs started, everyone still had their questions about what he would actually do to to win a series. And I know he did get a, a championship, but uh, that was off a of certain circumstance. You have Giannis as, as well. It doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> doesn't hurt. Yeah. So that's a that's a good point you bring up there with the the playoffs, um, you know, having some weight, holding some weight. I think it should. I really, I, you know, you talk you, you. I don't talk to anybody around the NBA, but like people who are connected talk to people around the NBA, and there's more and more sentiment that you know the regular season is prep. It's just prep mm-hmm. work for the playoffs, um, and really 
the whole year comes down to the playoffs. So why are we ignoring that when it comes to uh, awards and yeah. voting? It just seems uh, it seems like we're just we're giving out awards for half a season for for doing prep, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people do great prep. Some people do great performances, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, which I think is good when they added like the Eastern Conference Player of the Year, the Western Con- I mean, the playoff playoff performance, like the Larry Bird. And yeah, the, you know, the, I think that and the Jerry was. I think that was a good um, a good addition. Welcome to our newest sponsor at Playbook Sports, and that is Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a fast growing daily fantasy sports platform with a specific focus on player prop parlays. When signing up, you immediately receive five dollars free on Playbook. They offer weekly free-to-play contests where you can compete and track your picks against other users, paid contests where users can deposit their own money and enter contests to win up to 75 times their money per entry, as well as to play your normal daily fantasy sports. Each first-time depositor is given a first-time deposit match of up to $100 when you use code PLAYBOOK. That is code PLAYBOOK. It's still trade season. And we're not going to escape that until the deadline has passed. And even when the deadline has passed, we probably talk about buyouts and oh, there'll yeah. be trades for the yeah. next season to, to talk about. Um, but I want to hit you, and you can also come at me with a couple of uh, dark horse trade options that you potentially could see. So the one that immediately stuck out to me once Warriors said that they're looking for, I think they said they're looking for a scoring big. And they also said that they're willing to trade anybody on the roster. Now, I don't know. Outside of Steph. Steph seems to be the one that's staying, but everyone else seems to be fair game. Um, I don't know. I haven't really looked at the contract. I haven't seen what deal would make sense for both teams yet. But one player that I think the Warriors should target if they are looking for a play, an offensive big who can play make and, and score a bit is uh, is Vucevic from uh, the Bulls. I think that could be someone who could fit into the Warriors system nicely. He's a high IQ player. He can make great passes. He can make great reads. He can play big. He's not your defense. He's not the defender that you might necessarily want at the center position, but you do have Jamon to kind of offset some of that. And I think positionally, Vucevic can do some stuff. Um, he's just not going to be on the perimeter chasing anybody around or switching on in that way. You'd have to build your scheme a little differently. They would have some experience with that, like when they had Bogut. On their roster, Bogut was a better defender. Like he is a defensive big, but similar type of um, archetype there in terms of size um, and what they can do with him on the defensive end. Um, so, what do you think about that? I love it, honestly. Like you told it to me um, just ahead of ahead of recording, and I like it a lot because I don't recall Steph ever playing with a big man with that type of skill set, with that type right. of offensive skill set. Um, you know, I think it could be a lot of fun. I really do. Yeah. I think that I think that Golden State is a lot more malleable than people are giving them credit for. I think that um, Draymond and Clay have have roles that can kind of like shift. You know, like oh, I need you to do a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that, and mm-hmm. those players are capable of doing that, especially in, in a winning environment. Um, so yeah, bringing in a guy like Vuce who, you know, he's, he's going to demand the ball a little bit. Like he's going to be, he's going to be a play finisher for you. Um, but I think that's a good thing. I really do. I think think at this point, this is what they need. They need someone who could be a play finisher. And, and they've got like, they've, they've got so much to offer teams between picks and young players that, 
Golden State is really, really just has to decide what they want to do. And if they want to push their chips all in again around Steph, I think everybody in the NBA would actually just be really excited and be like, yeah, let's go giddy up. Let's chase it again. And I honestly think like they should, they should put in their chips this, this, uh, this off season, like I, I mean, this uh, this season, like I think there's no reason not to. Um, I think it would kind of be a failure to Steph and the Warriors organization if they don't make another move to kind of put them into a playoff position because the West is open. Um, the West isn't as so for me. The East seems to be more of like. <clears throat> Top heavy. You have Boston, you have Milwaukee, you have Philly, who kind of like any of those teams can go against anybody, I think, in the West if they were to make it to the finals. Whereas in the West, I think you have a bunch of teams who are very good, but no one that really is like a standout team outside of, of course, Denver because they won the championship last year. Um, and for me, the Clippers, but I don't think they're, world, they're, they're any world beaters either. I think, I think anyone can compete with any of those teams. Um, so I think if you're the Warriors, like, you get a solid team around Steph. I don't think there's any reason why you should be scared about going against, especially right now. Like Minnesota is your first seed right now. So if you sneak into like that eighth seed, should the Warriors be really scared about playing Minnesota in the first round series? I don't think so. If their team's right. Like, I think they can figure, figure out like a way to, to penetrate that defense, especially with a guy like Steph who would bring Rudy out of the paint. Um, so I think if you're the Warriors, yeah, I think you got to kind of go for it now. I really do. And, and, I'm I'm right there with you. Like, let's go chips in, rebuild on the fly. Um, I know they're kind of like worried about the next timeline, but like this timeline isn't anywhere close to being done. And when it does get close to being done, you can start you can start trading guys off. You know, like if it comes down to it, Clay Thompson's still going to get you first. Draymond Green's still going to get you first. Right. And pretty much mm-hmm. anyone you have on the roster will get you a first. Yeah. Um, they just don't mesh all together. It's more so right now. Not right now. And they have so much that they can use to create that cohesive unit that yeah. they, they really they're they're in a position to go shopping. They just got to yeah, go yeah. up and down the aisles and pick out the right stuff. Exactly. Um, so is there any any trades on your end that you would like to see or do you think can happen from a dark horse perspective? Well, that maybe uh, everyone's not talking about right now. Well, it's the trade deadline, right? Like the trade deadline, uh, it's a big letdown. It always is. <laughs> it's, it's always, we always get so excited. And it's so like excited <laughs> because like, you know, we're fans. We know what these players could mean for these new new franchises and their their outlooks. But like, it's really hard to make those transactions for teams. So chances are it's a bunch of like, bunch of, you know, low, low hype stuff that actually happens. So like Vooch, for example, is a, is a Chicago bull. There's, there's talk that they need to trade everybody, but there's not really much talk beyond like Zach Levine. So I think along those same lines, there's like, there's talk that Malcolm Brogdon, should be traded from Portland. And I think that's, I think that's a good player to bet on to be traded because, yeah, because he fits so many teams. He's just, he's easy to fit in. He's going to play the right way for a lot of teams. Yeah. Um, He's just a solid vet. Yeah. Solid vet, big guard. Like, you know, um, we did the crossover there 
uh, for playbook sports. And like we were talking about the heat's needs for, for a lead guard. And it's like the heat don't need a lead guard to lead the team, but they need a guy who's going to do his job well. And I think like Brogdon would be a good, good fit and he wouldn't cost a ton. Um, and then there's like, there's a little bit of a rumor that like the magic could trade Wendell Carter jr, which that one's a little bit more exciting. That's Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. like, that's one of those like exciting dark horse trades where it's like, I I didn't really consider this happening, but this is cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Wendell on the move would be would be interesting for sure. Like, like if if the uh, Warriors weren't gonna go and get Vucevic, Wendell I think is another option for them there as just a big man who can play make, and he's a better defender. So you know it can work out maybe even better for them there if they wanted to go a little younger and try thread those two timelines as they love to do so that would be an interesting one as well i think also staying on orlando i saw the report today that they would be willing to move markel fultz um i think that's another interesting point guard that could be on the move again like the he could use that like anyone who anyone who could just play the point guard position responsibly and guard on the other end i think would be a fit for the heat and many many teams i think many teams are look are always looking for a point guard because those are not the easiest to come by these days all right so let me ask you this one go for it would uh would charlotte ever move lamello Whoa, that's I was not right. (laughs) There are teams who could go out and get LaMelo, but like he's been in and out, you know, he's 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 great talent, but he hasn't seemed to gain traction in Charlotte. Charlotte just doesn't seem to be like moving forward at this moment. How long do you spin the wheels with him? How long before you just like, like you'd get a haul back? You for, know, for the mellow, yeah, you know, and like, where where are you going when with your when you're Charlotte right now? Like, you're going absolutely nowhere. Like, I know they've been looking to, um, I think the guy that they're primarily looking to move right now is Rozier. Um, yeah, great <clears throat> season. He's having a great year, but like, yeah, yeah. do we if go I'm, bigger? If, <laughs> if, if I'm if I'm the Hornets, if I'm the Hornets, so I was watching them today because they were playing the key. So I was watching a bit of that game, yeah. and the broadcast of the heat were just they weren't very favorable to, to the <laughs> they basically were saying that like Lamelo's a great talent i kind of agree with them Lamelo's a great talent he has he does many uh talented things on the court he could do he could shoot he could play make at a high level he could do all these type of things but it hasn't translate translated into impacting winning which they also compared to another guard in the east uh trey <laughs> trey young um which is another guy that you said might maybe they should just move. So that's what kind of it kind of. I like winning, <laughs> yeah, but they're too. fun guards. They're fun so guards. It's like, can guards. they win somewhere else? Like, yeah, I think. Would either of them like, with Wembenyama? Yeah, just have some fun, man. Like, but like, I think if you're gonna move one of those two guys, like same thing with Trey, same thing with like Lamelo. Well, I think more so with Trey because we know for sure Trey is a top ten like offense onto himself. We yeah. don't know that with Lamelo yet. Like we 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 haven't gotten there yet because he hasn't probably because he's been hurt a lot. But um, and he hasn't had the same type of teams around him. But I think it's a valid thing to to say. You've had him now for a few years now. Your team hasn't improved any since since he's came. Like they haven't gotten one smidge better. Like they're the same Charlotte Hornets that yeah. we've known for like the last decade it feels like. Um so if they are keen to move on from him, I think there will be lots of teams who would be like, "Look, you guys probably just don't have the infrastructure to have a guy like LaMelo and we think we could do a better job with him." I think they should 
they have nothing else going on for them. <laughs> so I don't see why not. If they get some crazy offer, why not move him? Because he's not looking like your franchise player that you thought you drafted. Sohan, Vassell, and like two firsts. And they're San Antonio first, so they're going to be good. They're going to be good. You, you know, Charlotte, that, yeah. that Lamel is not translating to wins. So no. you, you, can be, you, can be, you can be certain that you're getting some good picks back. Um, no, I kind of like that. I actually do like that. Like, I think that's something that, that would make sense for the Spurs. And I think they could find a way to get, you know, get the Hornets on board there. Um, it's, it's tough for the Hornets, right? Because, like, they get the good draft picks, but, like, Somehow they miss on a lot of them. Like they got they LaMelo do. right. They look like they've gotten Brandon Miller right. But like, I feel like they should have seven guys who are right. More like Oklahoma. I was going to say, like, I think Oklahoma, like Oklahoma or even the Magic. Uh, yeah. Who's in their division. Like they've seemed to have hit on more of their higher picks than, um, than Charlotte has. And it's, you know, they, they, yeah, like you said, they haven't made like terrible picks. Like they made good good picks but when you're in that position you need to knock it out of the park at least once um and Lamelo was kind of like handed to them because the Warriors passed on him and I think they're kind of <laughs> kicking themselves for that one taking why they went positional fit over best player available and I think they're kind of they could have I think they would want to do over on that one um maybe a little yeah yeah <laughs> so, considering they traded him away for some seconds um <laughs> but yeah I think I think yeah I don't think they've made the the incredible moves in the draft that they may necessarily could have, and they haven't built the team around LaMelo maybe as it should have. And they haven't had like vets around LaMelo and these young guys that kind of developed them in a way that has made them into winning players. They brought back Steve Clifford this year to kind of reinforce that veteranness, and it just hasn't. They've won eight games so far. Like they're not doing that much better than Detroit. Like it just hasn't, just hasn't panned out. And I think I think that should do it. For, yeah, for that's probably it. I think that's, that's the yeah. end of the prep list. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to talk longer, as you know. But yeah, yeah, that's good. We're like forty-five minutes in. Yeah, yeah. this done, one's like tight. Good. We did good today. Yeah. <laughs> we did good, everybody. Pat yeah. yourselves on the back. Anything else before we head out? Uh, no, not really. Just uh, enjoy enjoy the week of basketball, everyone. Uh, watch your watch your favorite teams and. Uh, Think about what they could use and fire up the trade machine. Have a good time. Oh, one last thing quickly oh, before yeah. we head out, because we did. There was a trade today. There, there was a trade. Uh, so the Pistons did acquire Danilo Gallinari and Mike Muscala from the Wizards for Marvin Bagley, Isaiah Livers, in two seconds. Um, no. So the Pistons got some vets in there to kind of you know mentor the young guys over there, and the Wizards take on some get some picks for it and the Pistons also clear some cap room for whoever's a free agent which I don't think there's like Pascal Siakam I don't know <laughs> who they're saving this cap space for but they got some cap space now <laughs> yeah the uh, the Pistons clearly just don't want to lose a historically um, they need, a, they need yeah, to yeah they don't want to have the worst record ever this is what they're making trades for and why they're getting veterans they want to win 10 games yeah, yeah, which is wow, sad, but wild. That will, that will do it for us. Thank you for hanging out with us. This is the NBA Hangout presented by Playbook Sports. You can follow us on Twitter at the NBA Hangout. You can follow me at bjay 93 underscore, and you can follow Dave here every week as usual. Thank y'all. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>